Cloud computing, or in other words, software as a service or SaaS, is growing by leaps and bounds, and the use of video is especially suited for these type of companies, not only in terms of onboard marketing and client acquisition, but also with customer support, especially with instructional videos, how to use the software. On this episode, we're going to talk with Jan Loam, who's co-founder, CEO, creative director at ThinkMojo, about the use of video marketing for SaaS and cloud-based companies. The video revolution is here, and it's changing how we do business. Learn how to use video to engage customers and drive results here on the Video Marketing 2.0 podcast with your hosts, Joel Gubich and Brendan Carney. And listen for special offers presented throughout the podcast. Welcome to Video Marketing 2.0, where we discuss the world of videos for marketing and business purposes. Hi, I'm Joel Gubich, Director of Business Development at ThinkMojo. And with me, as always, is my colleague, head writer, creative story lead, and let's see, you got three titles today, uh, Brendan Carty. Yeah, uh, did I get three? I think you yes, only gave you did. me two. You got colleague. You got head oh, writer. Oh, that's not a, that, story That's lead. just a just that's an adjective. That's not a that's not a title. Okay, person. Person. <laughs> so person. There's the uh, the third okay. Title. I'm a human person. Brendan Carty. Uh, Joel, how are you? I am great this week. It's fantastic week this week. A perfect week to be podcasting. It's always good to be podcasting. It's always a good week to be podcasting. You know, and today I thought it'd be fantastic to talk about software as a service because a lot of the work that we do at ThinkMojo is for companies that are software as a service SaaS. A lot of people hear that term. They don't necessarily know what it is, but they certainly know it when they see it. And for those uh, people in the audience that are SaaS or cloud-based computing companies, I think this is going to be an important uh, episode for them because... This is something that they know that they need to use. It's in front of them. Video is such an important tool. It's an online tool, and they're all about being online. Yeah, and SaaS companies are in a unique position because their product is is virtual, right? It's not something that you can touch or, or physically show somebody how it works. So it's uh, – and, and oftentimes the, the messages are pretty complex. So, you know, they uh, – from one angle, it seems like it would be hard to show visually how a SaaS company works. But from another angle, it's very necessary because video is a great way of simplifying complex topics, and which is something that SaaS companies need probably more than anybody else. Well, I think that's that's a good good intro, and I think it's a it's time to bring on um, our colleague uh, Jan. Jan, how are you doing today? Hey guys, very well. It's uh, it's nice to finally be on the show. Well, you know, I've been trying to drag you onto the show for a while, so uh, this is the week that it's happening. So we wanted to pick your brain, you know, get your perspective on using video and video marketing for cloud-based companies, for SaaS companies. So Jan, you've been making videos for SaaS companies, cloud-based companies for a number of years now. So what do you think, in, in your experience, what's the, the biggest challenge that SaaS-based companies are facing when they want to make a video is it something how does their product translate into into video and like what are, what are some of the things that those uh, companies need to be aware of 
Well, that's, yeah, it's a really good question. So for, before we get to that point, I think I, uh, I want to emphasize that uh, we're talking about SaaS companies today, but obviously video marketing, I think, is really apl- applicable to any industry. I mean, you don't have to be a SaaS company to benefit from uh, video marketing, right? Uh, that said, you know, SaaS companies, there's some uh, particular specificities to it that I think uh, video can be used in maybe in a, in a different way there. So a uh, couple of things, I think, um, that are interesting to point out, but uh, you know, first of all, uh, most SaaS companies, so it's a service as a software company, they're evolving in the B two B space, right? Uh, and by nature, uh, you know, when you you have a software on the B two B market space on a website, the content uh, tends to be a little bit dry. You know, you're going to have maybe UI shots of your product, uh, a lot of copy, and it doesn't look, I mean, there's no physical product to look at or anything like this, right? So it's, it's you know, a little dry to look at. So I think this is where video comes in and is pretty handy, that it, it can make your video uh, a little bit more appealing. You know, it, it jazz things up. Uh, it's something that's really hard to achieve with just uh, copy and uh, static images. So appeal is definitely one, one big thing. Um, then the uh, the next thing would be um, again. I think Brendan, you you mentioned it earlier, uh, but a, a lot of SaaS companies are dealing with uh, very complex products. You know, oftentimes it's about uh, you know cloud technology, uh, and it can be really hard to explain that through words or uh, copy. You know, we're dealing with really abstract concepts that are really hard to uh, uh, visualize. And this is where video comes in again, uh, and it's really powerful because you can, um, you can explain things in a more uh, abstract way using visuals. You know, you're lever- leveraging illustrations, you know, motion to convey an idea or concept that would be otherwise really hard to, <laughs> to get across. Um, so those are really two, two big things that I think uh, can really benefit um, SaaS companies you know, using video. And what do you think about the the complexity? I, I know that you know we've we've worked on a number of uh, plenty of of SaaS uh, videos before, and you know with that complexity, there's always this temptation to just describe more of the product, right? That the details will save you. That the more that the the prospect or the client knows about the product, the more enticed that they'll be. But uh, let's just talk about that for a second. Like, what what's the risk there? I mean, what really it, it kind of goes down to the point of like, what is the point of the video? Is the point to explain everything about the product, or is the point to simplify the product? Yeah, it, you know, it's one of the pitfalls of being really technical, and then we see that you know time and time again. Uh, oftentimes, when we, when we work with clients that are from this uh, the SaaS uh, you know industry and, and products, there we're dealing with. Uh, uh, you know, CTOs and very, you know, even the CMOs and the marketing people, they're really tech savvy and they're really technical. And uh, it can be hard to, you know, step back from that and then uh, take a, you know, higher level um, approach to it. So oftentimes we have to push back a little bit and explain that um, you you need to, uh, you know, hook your users into understanding what you're dealing with and then why you what you're doing um, is uh, can benefit or change their lives for the better, you know, professional lives, I guess. But you really have to first and foremost explain why this particular uh, technical feature uh, is important and how it's going to help you do your job better. And and sometimes it's easy to to uh, to forget about this, and then you 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 get lost into the details of uh, you know technicality. Uh, and and we're sort of here to remind them that hey, you know what, uh, maybe. 
we'll, we'll talk about the details a little later. Maybe some of your websites can handle a little bit of that. But I think for, uh, uh, you know, your video to be as, as more, as efficient as you can and powerful as it can, uh, you know, keep it on a higher level where it's, it's a mix between explaining why that particular feature is really important and how it's going, going to affect you, uh, and then giving a little bit of the detail so that you know, you can also explain uh, or give an idea of what to expect in terms of product for the uh, for the users. Well, that, that's great stuff. And and in the second part of the uh, episode, uh, this episode, we're going to really do a deeper dive into some specific recommendations, examples uh, from the work that uh, you've done at Think Mojo. One of the things that I wanted to talk about in terms of the use of video for a SaaS company, and and that is that. It's so easy to share. Videos are so easy to share. And so a company that is online based that doesn't use a marketing tool that can be easily shared, which is what these companies are all about anyway, uh, is really missing, missing a great opportunity. Another thing is that a SaaS startup can seem, can appear to be as big as a established business. A video really can. Uh, equal the the playing field, level the playing field. If you do a great video for your uh, for your company, you can appear to be much bigger and more established than you know than you really are. And that's something that uh, again, when I talk with companies, I try to get across that you should maximize as much as you can the quality of your video that you're using, and don't go cheap because this is your first opportunity to to show somebody that you're bigger than you really are. Yeah, you know, in fact, I was I would go as far as saying that it's hard to be, I guess, to be perceived as a leader in a field if you don't have video on your website. I mean, like, realistically, you've got, uh, let's say, you've got uh, three or four companies doing providing the same or similar type of service or product. Uh, the users they're going to be looking at the websites, and I, I, I do believe that the, the websites that do have video or leverage video in a way that's appealing, they do have an advantage over the ones that that don't. So if you do have a service or a product and you're not really using video yet, but your competitors are, then you might you might run into some issues. I think. And I think that it's important to to remember, like if you're an online based company. That is your entire storefront, right? Your website. This is the only connection that you make with prospects. And just to use the analogy of like a physical store, if you were trying to, uh, you know, sell cupcakes and you walked in and there was like, you know, broken windows, sawdust on the floor and like one table with cupcakes on them, nobody would buy them, even if they were fantastic cupcakes. So like your website is that store and you have to fill it with great things. Uh, and the video, Jan, I think you're totally right. I mean, it's become the norm now. It's not just something that is a bonus to help better explain your product. If people walk to you or come to your website and they don't see a modern looking, uh, video, then, you know, if that's the only thing that they see about your company, the only way they connect with them, I think that would be pretty discouraging. To that point, People are getting their content and their information about companies more and more on a smartphone. They're not necessarily going on their computer screen and going to the website. They're going to go to that website or maybe social media or YouTube or or Vimeo or Wistia, any place that a video might be hosted. And they're going to find out about your software as a solution company, not on your website necessarily, or certainly not in front of their computer screen. All the more reason to be using video because you want to put that as top 
as, as close as possible to the first thing that somebody's going to see when they when they try to find out information about you. Yeah, I think the, the placement of the video and and to something that Jan was saying before, you know, the the quality really reflects who you are as a company. You know, if, it, it may seem easier. You think, oh, well, you know, I just need something that'll explain my product and how it works. But you know, it, it, in this it, in this field, you know, like perception really is reality. And if you have a a pretty bland or or uh, bare bones looking video. That reflects on your your solution as well. So you know, quality in, in both the storytelling and the visual side really does make an impact on uh, on how people view your business. Well, I think that's a good time to take a little break and uh, hear from uh, some of our sponsors. And then when we come back, let's let's dive into some of those specific recommendations of what you should include and perhaps what you should avoid when you're making a video for your SaaS company. If you want to build something that'll last, you need the right tools. In today's business world, video marketing is the tool you'll need to drive long-term growth. So get off the sidelines. Contact the video marketing experts at ThinkMojo and start using video as an essential part of your strategy. Visit thinkmojo.com slash smart video and mention smart videos for an exclusive offer. ThinkMojo, smart video for modern business. You don't have just one kind of customer. That's why you can't use just one marketing video. At ThinkMojo, our 3-in-1 video marketing program will help you reach all your different customers with smart, engaging content that's tailored around them. Visit thinkmojo.com forward slash 3-in-1 and find out how one video can pack the punch of three. ThinkMojo, smart videos that get results. Welcome back to Video Marketing 2.0. We're here with CEO and co-founder of ThinkMojo, Jan Lohm. Uh, Jan, we're, we want to talk uh, a little bit more specifically about software as a service videos uh, for video marketing. Now, in your experience, you know, what, are, what are some of the things that a, a great marketing video for a SaaS company, uh, like what, what are some of the things that would be included that, uh, you know, the, the little checklist that every, every video should really touch upon? Right. Well, I think it, it depends a little bit on where um, the video stands in terms of, uh, I guess, the acquisition uh, funnel. You know, if we're talking about a video that's going to be on your homepage, maybe uh, you want to be a little bit more higher level on, on this particular piece because that's what you're going to be using to introduce your product to the world or to your users, right? Uh, so you don't want to get too technical uh, in there. Now, once you've passed that first uh, level, you're going to dip into maybe product pages uh, and features and then it, in, in in that level, you want to be a little bit more technical, and you want to uh, give uh, you know users a, a way to uh, to I guess manage expectations in terms of what the product looks like. Um, so for the more the higher level type of videos, I think what's really important is to uh, talk about um, the benefits. You know, uh, you telling the story of your product and how this is going to change the life of, of uh, the users, you know, explaining why what you're doing really matters and it's important. Uh, and then on the, the, the specific product or feature videos, then you want to maybe show a little bit more of the UI in a product so that people understand how the product uh, works, what it looks like, and they have a, a good idea of uh, what it means to be working that, with that particular product once they've actually uh, signed up. Well, now, what about... Software is always changing. So what happens if you're showing the UI, I mean, the, the actual uh, screenshots of, uh, of software, 
And and that changes in the next two weeks. Then does that video suddenly become moot and you, you can't use it? Yeah, it's a great point. There's a, there's a couple of ways of uh, dealing with this, but, you know, let's say you're on your homepage video and, and that's the higher level type of video, then uh, you, you want to be careful about what you show in there. And then usually when we work with clients, we, we tend to recommend not to show too much of the real user interface because you want to extend the life of this one as, as much as you can. And as you said, you know, your product is going to uh, keep updating over time. Uh, and since we're on a higher level anyway, you, know, you don't have to go too much into details there. Uh, so it works on a visual level as well. Now on the uh, on the product videos, then uh, it, it's it, I think it's okay to to show some of the the UI a little bit, the user interface, uh, and because oftentimes those videos tend to be a little shorter, maybe they're using a little bit of a screencasting techniques. It's a little bit easier to uh, update or edit those videos. Um, so obviously, it's it's best if you can find a way to. Uh, to only show things that you know is not going to change for a while, but it's not always possible. And then if you know it's going to change, just uh, make sure to work with your partner so there's a way for you to edit that in the future in a way that's uh, time and, and cost effective. Yeah, and I think, too, being very clear about uh, about your goals. You know, sometimes, like Jan said, you have to identify where you are in the customer acquisition tunnel funnel. So if you're in an onboarding phase and you, you want to get people engaged and actually using the product and understanding how it works, you know, those kinds of videos that, you know, you may lean more towards some more realistic uh, representations of the UI just because it's, that's necessary. That's why you're making the video. Presumably, if you are at that stage where you are making, the video, that, making those kinds of videos, you may have just come out with a, a new UI and you know you're going to have that for a while. But, you know, just being clear about, you know where you are uh, in those kinds of stages is uh, is key to getting the most value out of the video. Now, Jan, what what are some of the things that you should avoid? You know, like the just the as somebody who makes videos, when you see these marks in in a, a typical marketing video, like what are the things that kind of make you cringe? Right. <laughs> Probably one of the most common uh, challenges that we face uh, when dealing dealing with clients is the uh, the tendency to want to put include everything in the video and then make it, it you know makes the video pretty long and then we all know that attention span these days is getting shorter and shorter and uh, we don't have that much time to spend on watching videos right so you want to maximize the time your your users you know time uh, so when you when you're dealing with a lot of content and there's a lot. Uh, to explain, you know, about your product, it's better to uh, break that content down into uh, several, you know, snackable chunks of video as opposed to like a full-on, you know, five-minute video because that's nobody's gonna watch that anymore. Uh, and then plus, the the benefits of uh, you know breaking down that that uh, content in smaller chunks is that you can. Uh, leverage that for social media as well. You know, you can take those little pieces, you know, uh, blast it on Twitter or Facebook. You know, every day there's a little piece to give your audience, and so it, it works on several levels. And I think something that you know you have to clients should kind of be honest with themselves about is that a video isn't most of the time is not going to close a sale, right? It's gonna, it's not going to be the final thing somebody watches and says. You know, picks up the phone and, or or goes onto the uh, the join me site and immediately puts down their like credit card number or something. Like it, it's a very important part of the sales process. But you're really trying to either start a conversation or keep make a conversation serious. So I think when when people want to include every single possible product feature in their video, 
it's under this false assumption that the video is capable of taking someone from the beginning of the sales funnel all the way to the end, and that's simply not realistic. I, I think this is a trap that uh, technology companies really fall into, uh, and since we're talking specifically about cloud-based SaaS companies, it's it's I'm talking to you guys out there. Don't get overly technical. Tell what the what the problem is that you're trying to solve and how you're trying to solve it, and Get your customer into the uh, the marketing funnel. Don't try to, as we talked about earlier, don't try to close and put everything into that kitchen sink. But be careful. Don't be too technical. Right. You know, in fact, just going back to this a little bit, but uh, even when you work on onboarding videos or tutorial videos that really are uh, feature heavy or technical heavy, <clears throat> Uh, it's nice to do it in a way that is not a complete like step by step. Do this, do that. Click there, then next, you know, do that. Uh, even when you're, you know, doing those types of videos, try to keep like a higher level type of approach where you you explain how to get the most out of that particular feature. Uh, because that that's what really it's the most useful to your users. You know, the, the, anybody if you have a guide, I mean, it's not it's easy to just uh, follow the steps, right? But what you what you want is to uh, basically empower your users with uh, tips on how to best use those features. And and we, we've done a little bit of that with the, uh, a series of uh, videos that we've, we've made for Slack, for example, and really were very careful about taking that approach of not making a step-by-step uh, you know, guide or tutorial video, but really provide context uh, about why you should use that particular feature, how it works, and how, how to get the most out of it. So what style of videos actually do work best for uh, a company, the, a software-as-a-service company? So, um, again, I think it depends on on, uh, on what page you're going to be using your video. Uh, if it's on your homepage and you're trying to introduce the value proposition, uh, then maybe, uh, you know, just regular animation uh it's going to work nicely. You know, you can introduce, uh, uh, you know, abstract concepts in a really uh, nice appealing uh, fashion with, you know, nice looking uh, graphics and design and then motion design that works really well. Now, if you're talking about uh, specific features or maybe onboarding videos, then uh, I think having a uh, maybe an enhanced type of screencast with screen captures of what the product looks like is it's going to be maybe a little bit more uh, relevant on that stage, um, and and sometimes it's it's a mix of both. You know, you can have uh, maybe a, a first few seconds of the video that uh, is leveraging animation, uh, and then the rest is going to be using uh, screen captures, and maybe you're going to be using motion design for transitions. Uh, so it, it depends a little bit on uh, what you're talking about. What about live action? Is there a place for live action in, in these kinds of videos? Yeah, you know, absolutely. I think, uh, I mean, truth be told, you could you could really do any type of video content with any particular style. I think it's it's kind of a matter of um, uh, maybe setup and and budget and resources that you've got available. So uh, I would say that if you have maybe a team of, uh, I guess, designers or, or people that are savvy into the, the the video thing, then it might be interesting to explore ways to. Uh, to make your video with live action uh, things because uh, sometimes it's a nice way of uh, connecting emotionally with an audience, even for a product. But it's not it's not always easy, especially if you don't have anybody in house that can do that. Uh, if you are going to be relying on a partner, like external partner, uh, oftentimes animation is a little uh, maybe uh, t- cheaper, I guess. 
and so it might be more cost efficient to go that way for SaaS product uh, or you know onboarding videos. Um, so yeah, I would say it kind of depends on on your uh, available yeah available resources. I think one thing with uh, you know when we're talking about abstract concepts like this, portraying them in live action, you know it's. It, it kind of speaks to you know what the the point of the video is like you wouldn't really be able to show somebody you know how physically the app works necessarily you know if you're just if you're doing live action but what you could show is just the benefit side of it you know if if yeah. the whole point of your product is to make someone's work life easier you know you can show them having an easier day at work because they used your product, you know, things like that, which is kind of a good exercise in getting yourself thinking about what the benefits of your product are as opposed to just within the prism of how your product works. Uh, but right. Jan, to your point, I think you're like about onboarding videos. If you're trying to get somebody to understand, you know, like how to actually sign up and, and start using your product, yeah, maybe maybe live action pushes it a little bit too far. Uh, so what, what style of video do you think uh, does not work? It's something that you would avoid. Um, I think, you know, probably the, uh, the whiteboarding style, I don't know if you've ever seen that, but you know, it's basically look like a, a whiteboard and you start drawing stuff uh, <clears throat> on, on that board. And I think those are interesting for maybe educational, uh, PCs or really abstract, uh, you know, stories that you're trying to tell, but on a technical product where you have to show a little bit of, uh, what the user interface looks like or some of the features, uh, it's probably not the most appropriate way of, uh, of you know, telling that story. How does a company make a video more evergreen? Now, how do you make that video last a little bit longer knowing that you're going to eventually have to change it because the software changes? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good question. It's something we're dealing with uh, basically on a on a on a you know daily basis. Uh, first of all, if you're a really early stage startup, uh, then it's something that you should you know keep in mind. Uh, you know, don't spend you know tens of thousands of, do- of dollars in your video if you know your UI might be completely different in the next couple of months. You know, if you are a little bit more established, you've got a product, you've got a product market fit already, uh, and then your UI is not going to change drastically in the next few months, then you can put a little bit more resources into having a, a really nice polished uh, vi- video. You know, visually. Now, as I said earlier, there's a um, a few ways to deal with. Uh, uh, you know, extending the life shelf of your video. Uh, when you tell your story in a high level, you know, to, uh, avoid showing some of the, your user interface. You know, simplify visually uh, what the product looks like. You know, you don't, you, you don't. I mean, people don't even need the details, right? I mean, if, if you're talking about the value proposition and the main benefits, it doesn't matter if the button of you know that particular feature is here or there, right? Uh, that's not the focus of of the the video anyway. Uh, on some of the um, in, I guess onboarding videos, tutorial videos, or technical videos. Uh, it's nice to to plan ahead, and if you know you're gonna do a whole series or make updates in the future, maybe there's ways to template that a little bit. You know, come up with a way that it's uh, it's a little bit easier to edit. Uh, you know, you just have to when you you write your script, uh, you know, know that that particular section uh, you'll you'll you know update it later on. Uh, so it, it's a lot of uh, a lot of planning ahead, uh, but if you know if you think about it, uh, uh, you know, and in a thorough way, I think there's there's ways to be efficient about it. All right, I think that about does it. Uh, we've covered a lot of ground here, uh, from the reasons to make a marketing video for a SaaS company 
We talked about branding, exposure, explaining how your product works to some of the things that you should do and should not do. Remember, keep it simple, avoid being salesy and too technical, and try not to show too much of your actual interface in the event that you know it changes three months later and you're in need of a new video. So once again, I want to uh, thank Jan Lohm and also Joel Gubich. I am Brendan Carty. You can find this episode of Video Marketing 2.0 on our website, videomarketing20.net. You can uh, also check out our show notes page, which will be posted uh, along with the show. And remember to download our uh, podcast on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or fill me in, Joel. SoundCloud. SoundCloud. There you go. I always, I always miss the third one. I just, SoundCloud and me just don't get along. Uh, and remember to post a, uh, a comment or rating. Uh, that helps other people find this podcast as well. So once again, for Jan, Joel, and myself, we want to thank you for listening to Video Marketing 2.0, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to another episode of Video Marketing 2.0, presented by ThinkMojo. For more help on how to drive results with video, contact ThinkMojo, the video marketing experts, at info at thinkmojo.com, or visit thinkmojo.com for more information.